You're listening to the Nitty Gritty Podcast with Jen Gall and Shona Hutchings, where they discuss the nitty gritty of creative entrepreneurship. Welcome to episode 11 of the Nitty Gritty Podcast. Today, Shona and I are going to chat about saying no and what that looks like for clients and for services and all of the above. Um, Okay, so we're going to start with a definition of no. So Jen, when you hear the word no or when you want to say the word no, what does that kind of mean to you? It basically, well, for me, I always have to evaluate kind of like what's going on. And it's like for business wise, kind of evaluate what's going on in the business and what saying no at the end of the day also means for the client. So for us, it comes down to timelines. Like, is this possible? Is this our ideal client? Um, can we, is this feasible? Um, am I going to be up till 4am every night doing it? Um, those kind of things. And then what does it mean for the client? Is it something that I can just refer out to someone else? Um, is it something that I like, we'll get into a few other examples later, but for me saying no just means that it's just not, it's not possible Mm -hmm. for me. And it's not going to be a good outcome for the client either. Right. Whether it's not something I'm not excited about or I just don't have time for. Yeah, that's similar for me. If I say, well, for me, it's like if I say no, then it's like it's not really up for discussion. Like I've already, <laughs> I just it love means that. it's so like hard. It's like, no. <laughs> well, it means that I've already weighed everything. And if I'm flat out saying no to you, it means like, I, I like, no. Like, it just, there is no other discussion. I've, I've gone through my timeline. I've looked at my availability. Mm-hmm. I've looked at whether or not you're my ideal client <laughs> or how much money you're willing to pay me or mm-hmm. if it's within my budget of time, money or like whatever. And, and if it's not the, and my answer is no, then that's, then no, that's kind of how it is. I also want to state that when we say no to clients, we don't just write an email that says no. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's the first thing I thought of when you were like, it means no, no, no. obviously that's not how I write it, but it, um, no, it, it really does. Like we, we outline all of the reasons why. Yeah, yeah, of but course. I just thought it was really funny because that's the first thing that came into my head just receiving an email. <laughs> hey, Shona, will you do some photos for us? My response is just N-O, period. Period. Obviously not. We would oh never do that, ever. But I just I just had to... That's what you vision? Yeah. Well, no, I, just... I know you would never do that. It's just... I'm so brutally honest with everybody. <laughs> Okay. I, had to, I had to, I had to, it was funny. So what are some of the benefits then of saying no? Because saying no seems like there's not so many benefits maybe on the client's side, mm-hmm. but what, what could be some benefits of the entrepreneur side saying no? I know for, for like us, it's really about having that white space on my calendar. Oh my gosh. I don't know what it was about January this year, but like, I like the amount of times I almost broke down this month was nuts. And that's not, that's not me complaining. That's just like a fact. Mm-hmm. There was just too much going on and I wish I had said no, or I wish I had pushed timelines back and said, this is the hard deadline or saying no to clients that maybe aren't my ideal client or it's not my ideal project and just kind of making time for projects that do fit in that, mm-hmm. you know, ideal client, ideal project. I don't want to call it a box, but like. The, that it fits within who I love to work with. 
mm-hmm. um, and the project I'd love to work on. And I think by saying yes to clients that don't fit those, let's say those pointers or those key things, mm-hmm. I'm then having to say no to clients that are really, my unicorn clients, guys. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say no to them. They're like my favorite people ever. Um, my favorite clients to work with and work have projects to work on. Um, and that's not to say that the people I work with aren't great. Um, it's just if you're not partnering with the right entrepreneur or the right business, at the end of the day, it also hurts the client because the client's not getting the full attention and the full excitement and enthusiasm and inspiration from the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So as much as like on my end, it's like, yay, white space, I can do more fun things. It's also good for the client because they can see it as you referring to someone else. Yeah, there. I mean, yeah, there is benefits. Like if you're saying yes to someone and you're just filling space that you don't really have time to do the work, then mm. your client's not getting your like 100% attention. So by saying no, I guess they're benefiting because that gives them the opportunity to then go find someone that can give them the attention that they need. Yeah, or we can refer someone. Yeah, to or them. you can refer. Yeah, for sure. It's easy like that. Yeah. My benefits of saying no is that I've just um, been sticking to my planning for 2019 intention. <laughs> just do less better. So uh, by saying no, I'm able to do that. So I can't I can't say yes to everything and still do everything 100%. So my benefit mm-hmm. is kind of making sure that the jobs that I do take on that I can do to the best of my ability and not be stressed out by having like things pile up and timelines go by and those kind of things. Exactly. I love that you refer back to your... So in, in our podcast, the planning 2019, Shonda and I talked about our intention words for the year. And then I also have intention words for the month. I don't know if you do. Do you have for the month, you just for the year? I'm, so, I'm too busy. I can't do it every month. <laughs> Mine was like, get your finances in order and figure out what you're planning for the entire year. And done and done. Done and good. <laughs> um, I have not been following. I've been following my intention word for the year, not for the month. The month I kind of. You're doing advice this month. I'm doing advice a month. Last month it was processes and I didn't touch anything because it was just such a crazy ass month. Well, so. this month you'll take your own advice and do it better. Right? Exactly <laughs> why this month is advice I'm gonna take my own advice but okay um how to know that you're being taken advantage of and that you should be sticking up for yourself mm, do you want to jump on board that one okay um I think with creative business there's a lot of expectation of work mostly because people don't see what happens outside of the time that you spend with them. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of expectation of either free or low cost service, which is not feasible to run a business. Like I'm going to be straight up, my camera and my one lens is $7,000. One lens and my camera body. That's how much it costs to buy that equipment. Mm -hmm. So if you're asking me to constantly do stuff for free, I can't continue to upgrade my equipment, get better lenses. Like I just, it can't happen. So I think there's just a lot of misunderstanding in creative business to to be like, we want to pay you an exposure. Or even just like not and, being like not appreciating the work that's being put into it. Yeah, and I it's not the case for everybody. I no. think some people just need to be educated on the fact that I mean and there's a lot, lot more work to go into it. It's not that they're like being jerks about it, but no, they're just not aware. Yeah. So I 
I have had a few instances where I have felt a little bit like I was take, being taken advantage of. And actually, more so when I was doing, like, wedding photography, I would hmm. say. Um, because they're like, oh, you can build your portfolio. Or, oh, can you do this service that you don't really offer but we kind of want and we don't really want to pay you extra for it? It's like, maybe, but I was still in that haze where I was like, oh, I'm getting work and, oh, I just want to make my portfolio so great and whatever. And I would, like, continue to say yes to these things. And then I, like... Firm no. I know. Firm <laughs> no. And then, and then now, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, and now I realized, obviously, that that's not really what I want to do anymore. But maybe I, like, got tainted from that experience. And that's why I don't really shoot many weddings anymore. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. So... You just kind of, when you first start your business, I think you're in like a cloud of being like, oh my gosh, like someone will give me this much money for this. And Mm -hmm. you think it's great. And then you end up actually like sitting down and doing your finances and really realizing that like, I just covered my costs. Yeah. Not making anything. I think too, if you ever feel like you've put in a ton of time and work into something and then at the end of it, you just feel gross. Like you just feel icky, mm-hmm. like, or, or you feel that burnout, but you haven't, like, if it's just covering your costs. Yeah. I think at the same time, like how you're talking about the education piece, we as entrepreneurs, we also need to acknowledge that and be aware of that mm-hmm. because if that's happening, then you need to maybe kind of fit in that no more mm-hmm. often and, or raise your prices, which is also a podcast we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how do you, I'm not really sure how you know that you're being taken advantage of. Maybe just like, yeah, like you said, you feel, feel it. icky. But when, I would say when you start a contract with someone, which contracts are so important. And I think we have a plan somewhere in here to like do a yeah, podcast on contracts. But when you start a contract with someone and someone signs it and they agree to do something with you and then they continue to ask for more things, but don't want to pay you any more oh, money. Yeah. Or they continue to ask for more things with a shorter time frame. You can maybe think that you're being taken advantage of if you don't re-sign your contract and cha- make those changes mm-hmm. on there. So if they're like, no, 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 we just want like you can do this, right? Um, no, you can't. You can't. So or even just like if they're. But I, if you don't have a contract, you don't have a leg to stand on. So exactly, and that's kind of one of those things yeah. that that's happened to me previously, where there was a contract in place, and then the. The situation was they always wanted to have a phone call conversation, mm-hmm. which I get because it's easier to have that conversation typically over the phone because you can actually like talk back and forth and it's easier to explain yourself. But if you're doing that, you have to make sure you're then sending an email after to reiterate what was discussed and what changes are and they have to respond to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember finding myself being like, hey, I just need confirmation on this. Hey, can you respond to this? I need to know this is, you know, we're on the same page. And I got to the point where it was like, I cannot move forward with the next steps until you say, yes, this is what I want. I agreed to this. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that just feels gross. Right, yeah. And then, and then it feels, and then you feel giddy, giddy. You feel, <laughs> <laughs> it was shitty and guilty together. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's not even what giddy means. <laughs> it happened. Um, no, but then you feel, you feel like crap, essentially. You feel guilty because you want to move forward with this project but you can't and this person is now freaking out because the timelines are getting shorter and shorter and shorter Mm -hmm. but it's because they haven't gone back to you yeah 
um, in this game. And we're not like experts. I mean, no. sometimes we're still figuring it out ourselves. But, oh, yes, we are. <laughs> but yeah, you don't want to be taken advantage of. And I think the easiest way to get around that is making sure that you have like a detailed contract and everything that you have agreed mm-hmm. on with your client. You can kind of refer back to whether it be like the services that you're offering, the money that you're going to be paid or the amount of time that you're going to spend on it. So And you have a process, guys. And your process. Right? Yeah. When you have a process kind of laid out, it's a lot easier to know exactly what's going to happen, what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot less uh, having to say no because you've already laid out exactly what what needs to happen on their end and what the expectations are. Yeah, I'm going to give you guys an example as to why we're not experts on this. So <laughs> we're going to talk about some jobs gone wrong. I think I was asked multiple times to be a part of a photo shoot that, um, I mean, I work full time as a teacher. It was going to be after school, after I was working. I was stipulated that I wouldn't be able to show up until a certain time. And then I show up at the shoot and they're packing everything up. Like literally everything is being packed up. Um, it's in kind of a studio that I've used before. And uh, the people that I thought I was going to be shooting with were all kind of leaving and bringing all their stuff with them. And then they were like, oh, you're still here. I guess you can take a couple photos with us. And I was just kind of like, what? <laughs> like you asked me like a month and a half ago to be at the shoot and you basically were like, we really need you to be here. We love your photos, blah, blah, blah. And then when I do show up, you kind of turn around and are like, oh no, like we ended up not needing you. Thanks, but no thanks. So thanks, thanks for telling me friends. Yeah. So there was no update. Like, and I feel totally taken advantage of because I like set out part of my day. I made sure I brought my camera with me to the school. I left the school after working seven and a half hours, went to this other shoot to go shoot it. And then it was like, oh no, we decided like, never mind. Didn't you book the studio? No, I didn't book the studio. Yeah, no, I didn't. Situation. But yeah, so to say that we're not experts, there you go. Like, (laughs) no, we also, I'm actually in this like dilemma and I, I don't quite know the correct way to handle it actually like physically right now. Um, we're creating, and it's like a long standing client who we have a really good rapport with. And I'm at a point where I just have to be very transparent because we're creating a design for this individual and they, and we, so we're, we have a partner with a printing company. And so this printing company is like really high end. They're full service. It's, I absolutely love them. They're great to work with. And we usually recommend our clients to use them. It's not required, mm-hmm. but we will recommend them because we know that it's really good work and it's always really quality work and it's quick, quick turnaround times. And so this client said, we don't want to go with them because it will be faster, but they're, they, but they want them to this, they want to take their, this design that we're creating and taking it and then going to this printing company and doing a business card with them. And I was like, we're not, but we're not creating a business card for you. So you're going to take our, Design. I'm just going to say logo. Yeah. We're, so you're going to take our logo mm-hmm. and go to another designer and have them put our logo on a business card Yeah. and have them print it. And I was like, is that, is that a thing? Like, so when you hand your business card over to someone, like where, where'd you get this designed? Are you going to say us? Or are you going to say them? Yeah. Like what, like what's, what's the proper, how, like what, I don't know, guys. And this is why we're not, like, I, like I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I literally don't have words. I literally cannot, cannot have words to explain this. And that's why we're, we're not, you know, we don't know everything about the subject. No, we're but. still learning. But, I mean, I, 
I think that I still sometimes struggle with saying no just because, like, I'm a natural people pleaser. But now yeah. I think I'm getting better at it since, like, 2019. Um, or I'm using my marketing budget to say yes to things that I normally would say no to. Right. You can kind if of work it's, like, it good in a PR. different way. Yeah, yeah, I work it in a different way. Um, okay, so, oh, how to end contracts that are no longer beneficial. Okay. Oh, see, that's a hard one. This is a heavy topic. That's a heavy topic. So I actually have it in my contract as a stipulation that when, if at any point either party feels like it's not a beneficial partnership, that they can sever it. Mm -hmm. Um, But they have to, like, pay up to that completion date in which we can decide where we are on that because they might not have seen something in the most recent project. Mm -hmm. I've never actually had it happen where the contract was still in place. Mm-hmm. And we had to end it, and that, that's why we, we basically have that stipulation in there. Because as some, someone who speaks on behalf of another brand, if they if we're like our contracts are three months, six months, and a year, and if a company doesn't feel like it's a good fit, then they can end it at one month, and then it kind of just makes it easier on that end um, for them, and that's it also protects us as well. So if we are having whether it's like, you know, the connect, the like relationship's not there, the um, communication's not there, or they're not paying us, mm-hmm. um, we can kind of end that contract. But um, yeah, that's a hard. I've only ever not continued contracts. So like their contract ended, mm-hmm. and then they're ready to sign on, and I've said no. Right. Yeah. Which also is not fun. Yeah. Because most of the time they don't expect it. I haven't had to end a contract because either I was, like, stupid and didn't give someone a contract Mm, and therefore I didn't have to, like, sever it. Um, And I just decided, like, no, I don't want to work with you anymore. But it was more just, like, a verbal, like, I'm sorry, this, like, relationship between us is no longer working out. Like, um, I've decided to go in a different direction with my business or whatever. But... So either they don't have a contract or that everybody that has a contract currently with me, I think, is for the most part still working with me. Mm-hmm. Or or they, like, got what they needed out of my service and the contract's no longer in place because they don't need it anymore. So, like, it was, right. they had, like, an end date. So it just organically ended. I would also – I'm, I'm going to jump back, like, a few of our our questions, our, our points here when we're talking about not, like, being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. If you ever feel like anyone's ever being rude to you or – is not treating you fairly, please end that mm-hmm. earlier rather than later. <laughs> I I have been in those situations to the point where I've actually had to hang the phone up on someone, like hang up in the middle of conversation, which is not, I would not recommend doing that. It's not my proudest moment, but it happens. And sometimes that's life and you reflect on it later, <laughs> and you take and it you as grow. a learning opportunity. And that is what happened in my situation. And But just take note of that, because that's not right either. I mean, like, no one deserves to be harassed. No. That's for sure. And, like, like I haven't had to deal with that at all in my business, but, I mean, I've had that before in teaching, where mm-hmm. there's just been some parents on the phone or just being downright... Oh, my God. I you- cried at parent-teacher interviews because people are just being so mean. Guys, Shauna gave me the best line ever when that happens, when you're on the phone with someone and they're not listening or not taking in what... Or not taking in, but they're not respecting your 
your voice and your conversation. Can you please tell them? Because I like love that for, I will use it every day when I need to. (laughs) I'll I'll say something like, I'm sorry, but this conversation is no longer productive. We'll speak again when it is. And then you just end the conversation. Yeah. And you just like, don't continue talking until it. The other one that you can do if you want to be a little more passive aggressive is say, I'm sorry, you feel that way. However, the conversation is no longer being like productive and we will speak again at another time. It was like the best thing I had ever heard. And I was like, why didn't I know that before? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I said, no one deserves to be harassed. So if you feel whether by email or by phone that that's happening, yeah, no, you should definitely should not take that. Luckily, I haven't really had to do that. And with Hutchings and Co, people are just usually nice to me. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for being nice, guys. Other than mean reviews, mean uncalled for reviews, but I've only gotten one. One. Yeah, some people just suck. I just got one. Okay. Um, so what, oh, this, I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to this, but what saying no, like being concerned of saying no or ending contracts, like what it will do to your reputation or like, like feeling concerned that they'll leave a bad review. Um, like what does that, like, how do you feel about that? I know yeah, I, about I literally just had anxiety about this cause I was just like, there's someone that's asking me to do work for free that I've done work for free before. Mm-hmm. I have not seen any return on investment of my time. Um, and I have not gotten any sort of monetary compensation from the exposure, quote unquote exposure, <laughs> that I was supposed to get. So I don't really have time in my schedule or want to really even mm-hmm. continue the, the um, work for free for this person. So then I was like, oh, how do I like say that without them getting upset um when I know that they have kind of a large following and they have a loud voice Mm -hmm. so then I was thinking because I was I had a lot of anxiety about it because I was like oh my gosh like they're so gonna be go on mean or leave a mean review or they're gonna say something and people aren't gonna want to hire me and they're they're gonna talk about you to other people. Yeah, and they're gonna talk about me and they're gonna taint my name and my business is gonna be over. But then I remembered you have no ROI from that person. (laughs) Therefore, the people that they're most likely talking to are not your clients anyways. Yeah. So then I just was like, okay, well, whatever, then just get over it. Like you haven't seen any return and there was no reason really for you to do it in the first place because it doesn't really fit your business model. So if they say anything about you, it doesn't really matter. So then I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. oh well. And that's, I think that's exactly what it is, right? Like if that's not the type of person or the type of work that you want to be doing, how much is it really going to impact your bottom line? And I find, to be totally honest, a lot of people who are like that or like if anyone's ever like, rude or you're in like one of those awkward situations where you're saying no and they're not okay with that then they don't often leave a review because they're doing the same thing we're doing where it's like they're gonna leave a review but like what are we gonna say about like how do we like how are they gonna Mm -hmm. how are we gonna respond to that yeah right yeah like they're just as anxious about it as we are yeah yeah and I like I'll be like totally honest I've never out of like any of the situations where we've kind of had to like straddle that do we continue working do we cancel it I don't think this is a productive relationship I've never had anyone come back and say we're not going to work with you because so and so said xyz like I've never had that experience before I also have some amazing clients who absolutely love us so Mm -hmm. 
was it just this one off and you know some things just don't some people just don't click it's because you're saying yes to your ideal client and your ideal clients are saying yes to you so by saying no or like ending contracts with people that you shouldn't be working working with, with you're you're gonna leave room for the people that you should be all comes back full circle friends yeah <laughs> okay um where are we at here okay what do we do when saying oh no to a client asking for a service okay yeah so this is like someone asks you to do something yeah. what are kind of the steps or processes that you take in order to say no because we're not just sending an email that's like um no and oh period <laughs> <laughs> um i don't we black we did <laughs> We're winning on this podcast. We're so winning, guys. Total trend. Like, I'm so tired. So my my words are not coming out as English right now. Um, they're coming out as giddy. Giddy. <laughs> Guilty and shitty. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but what do I do when someone says, like, someone wants something and it's not something that we offer or it's just not um, ideal time, so I have to say no? I actually have a drafted response for this in my Gmail account. It's like a canned response, so it's saved. So I don't have to do a ton of thinking about it. And then often there's like certain things I'll change. Like why am I saying no? Usually there's a couple. I have a couple of reasons already in there Mm -hmm. because it's often the same thing. Um, And the next thing I do is I always actually in that email, I have a section for who I would refer them to. So... As entrepreneurs, I highly recommend building that like that network and connecting with people who could um, like benefit your clients in a way. So, for example, like we don't do web design, but I have someone who I would refer to that or refer that out to. Um, or like if we don't have the capacity to take photos, I'll let them know. Sean, I can maybe take them depending on when <laughs> depending on my schedule when when they need them. Okay, Shona is popular and busy. And so those are like the big things is that I have a canned response so I don't have to stress out too, too much about it. Doing it as early as possible. So don't let them hang in your inbox or like drag on. Oh yeah, definitely don't let them don't hang around in your inbox because the people are just going to get more annoyed if you let it sit there for like a week. Yeah, and then you're like, no, and now they have a week less to find someone. That would, that's that's where you get your mean <laughs> I actually had a really awkward situation that happened to me like last year at some point. It was someone had reached out to me and they were asking to do some let's do some photos and I said, okay, like I'll get back to you. And um, when I when I had responded and gotten back, to, I didn't hear anything. And then for some reason, the individual like assumed we were going to do it. And then, like, three days before the shoot, she was like, are you coming to this? Like, do I need to know any more information? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, we haven't even, I, I haven't talked to you in two weeks. It's like communication. We just did this, like, last weekend when we were meeting someone for coffee, Jen. Yeah. You and I. Because I was like, what time are we meeting at? And then I was like, have you oh connected gosh, with that person? And then you were like... Oh, I'll, I'll connect with them. And then okay. you never got back to me. And then I was like exactly. half an hour late for so coffee. <laughs> this is also why having white space in your calendar is so, so important. The amount of things that I've dropped the ball on in January is insane. And I'm not proud of it in any way, shape, or form. It makes me feel... Giddy. Giddy. <laughs> shitty and crappy. Um, it does that. Like, it, it's and not... Shitty and guilty, <laughs> 
surprised that's like kitty or sh- shitty with a C. Um, no, but it does though. It makes you feel like crap. Yeah. You're dropping the ball on things because your head is just, there's just too much going on and you don't have the space for, you know, answering text messages and letting people know when coffee's actually happening or getting back to people that maybe, um, it just didn't, it would just didn't fit the bill. So mm-hmm. do it as early as possible. Refer someone else that you trust. Keep it professional, you know. Don't talk to them like they're your best friend because they just want a straight answer. And Mm -hmm. then always recommend it to have a drafted response, whether it's on a Microsoft document or on Gmail canned response. Just like keep something that you can quickly go to and pull pieces out of so that you don't feel stressed writing an email. Hopefully you don't have to write this email all the time. I mean, if it's because you're so busy and you're getting tons of clients, then awesome. But if it's simply because they just don't fit what what you're looking for, it's always kind of nice to have that as something you can just quickly pull out. Mm. I would suggest, guys, having a canned response that you can personalize. Because you don't want to send everybody the same exact email, whether it's yes or no. So if you do have canned Mm -hmm. responses, just make sure that you still, especially in, like, creative business when you're offering a service, like, people usually hire you because they, like, you they're like you yeah yeah so like they still want to hear a personal Mm -hmm. voice so I wouldn't suggest like roboting like think of how annoying it is when you like call to talk to someone for like customer service and you just get a robot on the phone that's annoying it's like the same thing but an email if you're just using canned responses so just make sure that if you're going to use a canned response that you do personalize a little bit whether you put their name in like the hello Mm -hmm. so-and-so instead of just like hello because I mean eventually if they know other people getting the same responses then they're going to know that they're canned so I would say I would say can them so that you have kind of steps that you want to take in in terms of your answer but personalize it a bit so that you so that you're specifically responding to that person it should be a guideline yeah yeah to help guide you yeah it's like a template response to kind of answer appropriately let's talk about burnout no (laughs) (laughs) this is I I hit bad burnout in January you can't tell from all the comments and the ridiculousness um, from this month. I hit mad burnout this month. I I literally went home. Brad, my partner, he came home and he's like, are you okay? It was like six o'clock. He actually had to put me like in the shower and then had to knock on the door twice to make sure I didn't fall asleep in the shower. And then I got out and I went right to bed and I think I sat for like 11 hours. Mm -hmm. It's not like, it's never something you should be proud of and it really made me reevaluate a lot of things it made me reevaluate like my schedule how I structure what I say yes to what I say no to um like how my days are laid out it also made me really look at how I'm treating the people around me Mm -hmm. not just in work but in my personal life so for example like not letting you know that coffee was at 11 30 um, 11. I showed up at 11.30. Exactly, guys. <laughs> Jenny's losing it. <laughs> That's my point. Um, there was something I was supposed to do for my dad, and now it's, like, a week late. Um, I know Brad and I have had a bit of, like, a strained relationship because I'm tired and grumpy, and he's tired and grumpy. Mm-hmm. And so just, like, reconnecting with those people and being, like, I messed up this month. Yeah, that's, like, why I don't really like the hashtag hustle. Yeah. Like, I don't think that overworking yourself is something that you want to boast about. No. 
like you shouldn't be like oh yeah I like worked 20 hours today and got four hours of sleep like that's not healthy (laughs) you need to sleep I just did like the clap emoji guys like you need to sleep (laughs) it's part of your healthcare you do though that's how you function it's important yeah and I mean, yeah, burnout's no good for anybody, like, whether it's in your personal or professional life, so. I'm pretty yeah. sure we talked about the importance of taking care of yourself. Oh, yeah, we did that before when we were talking about prioritizing. Yeah, you gotta prioritize yourself, because, like, I know for me, like, when I have, like, I have, st- I have staff, right now I've got three people looking at me for information and guidance and mentorship and what to do next, and... I don't want to waste their time, nor do I want to waste my own, and right now I kind of feel like I am. I also find that, because I luckily have not really experienced burnout with Hutchings & Co., but 100% I've experienced it in teaching, especially when I first started teaching. I was like the only French teacher at the school. There were absolutely no resources. Mm -hmm. I literally made everything myself. I'd like leave my house, because I was teaching in Woodstock, so I'd like leave my house at like 6.30 in the morning, arrive at the school, have my 30-minute prep that I had to like do my photocopies and everything in the morning, teach the entire day. The custodian would literally have to kick me out of the school because they needed to go home. It was like this rural county school. And then I'd go home, continue like working until like um, probably 12.31 in the morning. And then I'd wake up at like 6 and then like leave my house at like 6.30 and then like go back to school and do, do it, this, it all yeah, over Yeah, do again. it all over again for an entire like school year. Yeah, like that wasn't that. like, oh, that was like the first couple of weeks. No, it was like like 10 months out of that year. That's oh what I God. did. Um, yeah, it was insane, insane. And I had so much burnout and I was like crying all the time. So I was so stressed out. And like, I couldn't imagine because I was not like you, I was not treating the people around me with like the attention that they deserved or the respect that they needed or any of those things that it like caused. I I mean, it also opened their eyes to being like, oh crap, like teaching's a lot more busy than we thought it was. And I mean, this is why we get summers, quote unquote, off because, and I I don't work obviously that much anymore. And as you get into teaching, the longer that you teach, you start to like build resources or you make connections with other people and you share and all those things. But yeah, in my first like couple years of teaching, I was burnt out, burnt out. I did nothing other than teach. I think it's important to note that there's a difference between paying your dues in an industry and burnout. Mm -hmm. Like everyone has to go through the same, like, what's the like growing pains everyone has to go through those same like when you're doing entrepreneurship like figuring out your finances or you know figuring out prices like all of that that's like yeah you've got to pay your dues going to those awkward networking events building your your community your network those are like paying your dues and kind of figuring out where you stand as an entrepreneur burnout is not paying your dues Mm-mm. burnout is not healthy and I don't recommend it for anyone. The other thing I would say about burnout, other than being, like, horrible for both your, like, physical, mental health and personal and pre- professional relationships, is that it makes you second-guess what you're doing. Yeah, because you're so tired. Yeah, because you're like, why am I doing this? Do I even like it? Look at how it's making me feel. Blah, yeah. Blah. And then I, like, remember being, like, teaching is, like, what I wanted to do for, like, a very long time. And after that first year, I remember looking at it being like, what did I do? Like, what did yeah. I do to myself that I'm doing... I'm working so much and I'm burning out and like you you start to no longer like when you get to the point where you're like I'm not enjoying this anymore that's burnout yeah that was me yeah exactly and that's not good because that's not good for your business no so there's nothing benefit beneficial about it so 
So make sure you say no to enough things that you don't cause yourself to have burnout. burnout. Because if you have burnout and it gets so bad, you won't have a business anymore because no. you're going to be like, I'm not doing this. And you're saying no to yourself now. Taking one, taking like one day a week, two days a week for yourself and your self-care is way better than burning out and having to take weeks. Oh yeah, 100%. Way better. Like that was something I know I talked about with my partner, Brad, today. It was actually today we talked about it and I was like, Saturday, I'm not working. Like I've tried to make it consistent where like I just don't work on Saturdays. And it's like one of those things where it's like sometimes it's hard not to do it for like a couple hours in the morning. But at some point it's like you have to cut yourself off. Mm -hmm. You have to. Just say no. Not up for discussion, Jenny. (laughs) It's a firm no. It's a firm no. With a period and an exclamation. Well, it's an exclamation point. Yeah. That's when you no clap at the same time. Uh, no. Uh, no. (laughs) Um, and then I just put this little quote at the end because I thought it was cute. So we talked about burnout. And then I just wanted to say, like, you have the same 24 hours in a day as every other person on this planet, including Beyonce. So... Just remember, yeah, I mean, you can still be successful, have a family if you want to. Like, Beyonce has freaking three kids, like, with twins. Oh, she's got twins. Because she got twins, yeah, and a a husband, and you can do all of the things, but still take care of yourself. So, we can't do it all as much as we all want to, Mm -hmm. but, yeah, if you you start to find yourself doing too much work, that could be a discussion in either, like, hiring help, Mm -hmm. if you're busy enough that you can afford to do that. Um, or just saying no and making sure that your plate is not too full. And cutting back. I always say, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Yeah. It's just, it's just a, it's just a fact. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So do you want me to close it out? Go for it, girl. All right. So that was episode 11 of the Nitty Gritty Podcast on saying no. Um, we're tired and a little bitter, obviously, but we <laughs> hope that you learned something from this episode. Um, you've at least learned what the word giddy means to Jenny. Um, and we hope to see you next week for episode 12. And I would also like to add that we have not edited this at all. Oh, no. This is just full on. This is just us and... What best, what best friend tired tired best friends look like <laughs> or sound like or sound like yeah no that's true mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll see you next week for episode 12 that's all see you guys. this week's podcast with Jen Gall and Shona Hutchings tune in next week for more nitty gritty <laughs>